0: You're listening to the Above the Mug Show, a podcast that highlights people whose passions drive their life. My name is Lucas Spinoza, and I own a coffee shop. Every day I meet dozens of interesting people, and today I sit down with one of them to inspire you to live your life passion-forward. What is going on, everybody? It is your friend Lucas Spinoza coming at you from my office inside of the Black Sheep Lounge right here in Welland, Ontario. And today I am joined by an incredibly special guest. We have Carrie Warner, tattoo artist, business owner, Simpsons enthusiast. I had yep. to throw that in there. Oh, no doubt. And I'm really excited to have you on for multiple reasons, as I always say, because why would I have you if there was only one thing that I liked about you? So <laughs> thank you. The, the first thing is um, you are the first guest on with more tattoos than me. With, than me. So uh, am I? You are.
1: I don't know. I don't know about that. Ricky
0: was close. I think he and I would have been like cl- tied. Yeah. Yep. And now you surpass me. Secondly, um, I know nothing about the Simpsons. So oh,
1: what? I'm oh, really man. stoked
0: to like hear about that.
1: Oh yeah. My little obsession.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, so I definitely how are have you? one.
1: Good. How are you? I'm so happy to like finally be here. I know. I'm stoked. Yeah, I know. Like I feel like we just like are never able to like mesh up because our hours are so similar. So. Well, that
0: that's kind of a business owner problem. I that think That is true. I, I find so many of my friends that I've met through business, unless we're doing some sort of transaction, mm-hmm. we don't actually see each other. Oh, totally. Um, but I I think a lot of the time that's just poor planning. Um, I'm brutal for it. Like, uh, especially with restaurants, I have so many friends that have restaurants and I just haven't been to them for no reason other than I just forget about going. So
1: yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure.
0: I'm brutal, uh, brutal for it. So, um, most people that are watching or listening, I'm assuming are going to know you from tattooing. And I
1: I hope that that's all they know me from.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and and you're all over, and you're known for multiple styles. But I think the one that uh, I see most frequently being posted that clients of yours are getting are geometrical shapes yeah. and mandalas and things like that. Yeah. So, ha- have you noticed how long you've been tattooing? Anyway, we'll start oh, with that.
1: Twelve years. No, twelve years. Twelve years. Yeah, it feels weird to say.
0: Uh, it's, yeah. it's a long time. I know. So twelve years. I'm assuming at some point there would have been like a. Um, a switch in what was popular when you started to what's popular now. Am I kind of on the ball when it comes to that being a big thing right now? Or is that kind of more what people are just getting from you?
1: Um, No, uh, I've definitely noticed that uh, people are definitely kind of, They're definitely kind of going a little bit more towards different styles. One of them very popular like right now being like the geometric kind of mandala sort of line worky pointillism kind of style, which Mm -hmm. is awesome. Um, I love doing that stuff, but I always find that periodically there's different switches in tattoo styles anyway. um, (laughs) um, I I just I just feel like that's kind of the style that's going right now. It has always been kind of a popular style, Mm -hmm. but like right now in the forefront, like it's it's pretty popular. And there's a lot of really awesome artists in the area that are killing it with that kind
0: of stuff. I always wonder, like, why trends happen, especially with tattooing and fashion. Anything that's uh, trends in art in general. Because I I think we are probably at the most chaotic and fast-paced society's ever been. Yet the most popular form of artwork in tattooing is simplicity. Yeah. It's... Geometrics mm-hmm. it's very linear, yeah. right so I think it's maybe uh, just a way of decompressing I don't know because i I know for me anyway i I enjoy getting tattooed it's not a stressful thing some people of course there's pain involved, but it's not you know the the clips you see on YouTube where people are freaking out like oh my
1: God ah. well you've never seen me get tattooed because I'm pretty <laughs> I'm pretty bad um, so it's not a meditation no thing. I'm not I'm not, I feel very bad for anyone that ever tattoos me um It's funny what you talk about with, like, shift of style, though, because, like, a few years ago, people would make fun of, like, you know, people that had, like, the Tasmanian Devil or, like, Mm -hmm. Tribal and, like, 90s kind of style tattoos, and now that stuff is making a crazy comeback. Super
0: popular. Yeah.
1: So, like, just, like, fashion, stuff just comes back around and back around, and I think it's probably always
0: going to be like that. That's cool. Mm -hmm. So... This is, I guess, kind of the the polar opposite of what I just asked you. But how did you, like, when did you first fall in love with The Simpsons?
1: Oh, Jesus. Um, My love of The Simpsons probably started at a very early age. Um, But my parents were pretty strict, um, and I wasn't really allowed to watch it. So I think when I just got older, I was just like, you know, screw you guys. I'm going to watch this show. Mm -hmm. And I just became obsessed with it, and I just started... Amazon and me became very good friends. I just started buying collectibles mm-hmm. and all the DVDs. And as any, I this isn't this is my personal opinion. As any true Simpsons fan, I think we're really big fans of seasons one through eleven. That's like classic 11. Simpsons times. And I remember me, you were talking yeah. about it at the store, mm-hmm. and we were saying, you know, you feel like maybe if you were to watch it now, maybe you wouldn't get some of the references, or maybe it's it and it's not aged at all. It's just it's just, in my opinion, it's just, like, the most perfect show, and it's so relatable, and it's so quotable. It. Like, it's just so
0: good. That's sick. Yeah. And, like, I think this is the first time we've talked. Not not quite, because the last guest we had on, David Nordquist, his started, um, it wasn't a hobby for him, but his field is a hobby field. Yeah. Like, which is, you know, these... Um, you know, uh, like basically a tabletop game. Yeah, like the
1: Warhammer stuff. Exactly. Yeah. So you,
0: you're more familiar with it than I am. So that's sweet. I know what it is. <laughs> but collectibles are such a strange thing for a lot of people because mm-hmm. um, for yourself, you collect Simpsons memorabilia yeah. and other things. Yeah. But I know, like, when pe- you'll, you'll hear about people's stamp collections or coin collections, and people are like, why would anyone collect that? But I think a lot of the time it, it it satiates a part of you that you're not getting from other, another place or it's just an intense version of that feeling. Yeah. Like for me, I don't smoke, but I collect Zippo lighters. Yeah. Right. And so for me, Zippo lighters, I just I love the sound. I love the smell of the, the, uh, the fuel that you put into it. So I don't know. Everyone's got their own thing, but. Oh, for sure. So what I didn't mention, I said that you're a tattoo artist and that you own a studio, but I didn't say what the studio name was, which is Hand and Dagger. Yes. Where did that come from?
1: Um, I have always just really thought that it would, I don't know, I always kind of picture like logos and stuff in my head um, while I'm trying to come up with ideas. I don't know if that's just trying me trying to be visual. Um, but I also really enjoy um, the aspect of like the old kind of cloak and dagger like societies and stuff yeah. and I just thought that it kind of sound-
0: cultish underground. Yeah
1: I just thought it sounded kind of neat.
0: No, it's sick yeah and I have to point it out because two episodes in a row, a stupid fly is in I my know, office. I know. I so know. I'm just
1: like protecting my coffee.
0: If you hear a smack and stuff, <laughs> it's a fly. There's no domestic abuse happening. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's that. But anyway, no. I I uh, I'm really excited that you know you're finally here because for me, there's a lot of stuff. I'll talk for way too long, way too long. I oh, know when, when you're tattooing me, it's like three hours. Oh, sometimes I love it though. Sometimes, I sometimes
1: I feel like you're at the store longer. And we're having a conversation and then sometimes when we're tattooing, which is awesome. I love that. I love having that kind of connection with clients. Mm. Um, I've made really, really good friends through tattooing because I just, I will meet someone and I get like a good connection with them and then they keep coming back and then it just builds into a friendship. And I think that that is probably one of my favorite things about uh, doing the job that I do is that it, you become, you, you get to know someone really Intimately and really personally, because Mm -hmm. you're just sometimes you're just talking to that person all the time, and you build like a trust with them. And I love that part. I think you
0: have to because again, we talked about I guess the contrast between your tattooing experience and mine. Mm -hmm. I it's for me it's a very relaxing experience, but at the same time, again, there is pain involved. And anyone who you're going to have willingly inflict pain upon you, you Mm -hmm. should have some level of trust. Yeah, (laughs) Yes, yes, especially. Obviously, uh, when you have a tattooing business, there's a lot of strict regulations Mm -hmm. health-wise. So you can't just tattoo Mm willy-nilly and charge someone for it. There's a lot of things that are involved, hygiene, whatever. But at the same time, you still really hope that the person that you're going to is going to have a clean shop. And they're doing proper practices. And uh, it's it's great. So I don't know. Um, Where was I going with this? I was excited. (laughs)
1: You can go anywhere you want. <laughs> this is the beauty, I guess, of this
0: style is I don't have any pre-prepared questions, so I just roll with it and go with the conversation. Hey, man, but just go with the flow. One thing we always get into um, into conversation is like styles of tattooing that uh, you like doing or that you don't like doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know the list of don't like is a lot smaller, yeah. Um, and that's not what I want to focus on anyway, but what are some of like your favorite Tattoos that you've done on people. I know like some of the tattoos that I like getting, the style that I like getting, I know that's a style that you do like doing, yeah. but not as many people want to get like yes. demons and devils and no. stuff like that. But I, I think there's so much of a, a mis, misconception about evil tattoos. Mm-hmm. A lot of it's that metal scene, right? Metal music. People uh, listen to it. Even like if you think of Motley Crue, the mo- probably the most easy reference for everyone to to watch you look at the in the 80s you got the the vinyl and you got shout of the devil came out it's a big pentagram upside yeah. down right yeah. on and so it, they, they're not devil worshipers. They just no. like, that's yeah, part of the scene, just, right? Yeah,
1: exactly. It's all about imagery. It's all about like portraying like a certain type of image. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel similar in that too. I'm not a Satan worshiper. Like I technically don't even believe in Satan, but that doesn't mean that I, <laughs> yeah. I don't enjoy certain types of imagery. Same thing with like, I'm not a, I don't, I'm not a religious person. Mm-hmm. Um, I have nothing against religion, but I also really enjoy, Religious imagery. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I studied uh, fine art in university, and that was probably the thing that I was the most interested in. Um, I just think that it's really fascinating. So I don't think that there's anything wrong with being interested in something that maybe you don't necessarily believe in.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's, it's no different than, I guess, like, Lord of the Rings or Game of Thrones or anything when you're talking about fantasy, mm-hmm. sci-fi, yeah. anything like that, where you know you've got dragons flying around. There was never dragons, yeah. right? And just because you get a dragon tattooed on you doesn't mean you that believe you believe in, in dragons. dragons. You just yeah. like the imagery, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, but you mentioned something about fine art in school. That's mm-hmm. something we have in common. Yeah. I have no recollection of anything. I remember the, the the paintings and the sculptures and everything, but I fell in love with art because of an art history class I took in college. Yeah. And I did it for two semesters because I ended up loving it so much. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was just... It was a... What's the word I'm looking for? Was
1: it um, Niagara College? It was. Was it... Can I name the teacher? Yeah. Was it Karen Moreau Petty? Karen.
0: I loved her class. amazing. I
1: loved her class so much. I loved art history. Like, it was like writing art history exams like i would be excited because i would get to write paragraphs about paintings and stuff like I'm, i love art history
0: she's amazing. She's so, so
1: fun. It was,
0: I had an extra credit and a, and a, and a space in my, in my timeline. So yeah. I needed to fill it with something and I ended up choosing art history. Yep. Um, and she's one of the most passionate yeah. people I've ever met in my life yeah. in the most positive way ever. <laughs> like I remember when I went in, I, w- it was the first class of college that I had mm-hmm. and I walked in and immediately I had to pee cause I was nervous. <laughs> so I raised my hand and asked her if I could go to the bathroom and she's like. You realize this is college and you can just pee, right?
1: She's like super intimidating when you look at her too. But you're just like you, like when you get to know her, she's the best.
0: Amazing. And and ended up being, you know, an inspiration for a lot of what I did with the shop. So Mm -hmm. when we first opened, uh, there was two things I focused on for decorating the cafe. One of those things was I loved uh, Cherry Cola's. Uh, in In Toronto, yep. so they do a lot of burlesque, burlesque. And, and show like music shows and things like that, and so I really wanted our wallpaper to have that kind of uh, dark Damascus, red yeah. really cool um, style, but then also was being inspired from Karen's class in our history because I didn't know a thing about art mm-hmm. uh, and now I know zero point five percent about art mm-hmm. um, and but I love it so much now because of that, so I wanted to decorate our our walls full of local artists' artwork, yeah, but again to to put our point together finally is. You loved religious art, um, and so did I. That was something I fell in love with the most because it was the artists that were doing religious um, commissions mm-hmm. were incredibly talented yep. and, and so powerful, a lot of the imagery that they were um, portraying. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, really oh, cool. I love that stuff. It's so, it's just fun.
1: I just really like it. And, like, when you come downstairs, like, it's it's kind of a, it's a mishmash of a bunch of different kind of things. Like, I've got, you know, some demon stuff everywhere and then i've got you know jesus and mary like all serene and bart and and then the simpsons (laughs) and then like a bunch of horror stuff like i just like same with you i just love surrounding myself with things that i'm passionate about or things that make me comfortable Mm -hmm. like it
0: i just love that maybe maybe one day i'll I'll do a pan around of this office so people can see because oh it's awesome the, the angle that you get i'm assuming you're gonna see mostly like cards, notes, and newspaper articles, yeah. which is the thing I actually see the least because it's always, my back's yeah, always back's to it. it. Um, but then when I'm watching these back and, and kind of putting the intro and outro into it, I, I see it while I'm editing. Um, but what you can see behind the camera, it's like paintings and artwork donated from customers. Uh, to the right of the camera, left of me, is uh, a wall of events that we did here. So it's very, it's eclectic. We've got, again, same thing, you know, some evil dark stuff and then some really positive corny Mm -hmm. stuff and then i have love notes between katie and i so like it's like everything so everything in my life i have on the walls to remember yeah i think sometimes when you are going after something you need a reminder of who you are yeah because you get lost in the process sometimes i don't know if you deal with that too oh
1: yeah no totally i think it's nice too because especially your office it's almost like a timeline and it like shows Mm -hmm. like parts of your success and stuff and i love that And failures.
0: There's an article on the wall here somewhere. I'm not going to be able to see it, I don't think. I probably moved it out of view because I didn't want to look at it anymore. (laughs) But I remember, uh, and this is, uh, I guess, a tip of the hat to uh, what this podcast is about, which is highlighting positive people, but also positivity in general. And so I have one newspaper article that... was a front page article and it was about two years ago when the street out front of the cafe was being closed. Mm -hmm. So they closed it for almost two years and it was really tough on business. Our sales went down like 30% and we are still kind of a new business but we were very new back then. Um, And I remember the Tribune asked me how does this impact your business? How do you feel about it? And so then there was a, a resident and then myself crossing our arms, looking really upset and just talking about how bad the city was for not you know having proper planning. And that was the worst thing I think I've ever done yeah. because it just made me look weak. Mm. It made me look selfish. Um, and that was all self-inflicted. I did that to myself. Mm-hmm. And so when a road's closed, they're making improvements, mm-hmm. right? They're mm-hmm. not taking the road apart and then leaving it like that. It's an mm-hmm. improvement. So I should have looked at it as, Hey, look, uh, this is going to be great for my customers. And this is going to be great for my staff, you know, yeah. because we're going to have a cleaner road, a safer road, uh, and now ease of access streetscaping, but I didn't. So I, I think a lot of the time people need to look at, um, things that may seem bad in the moment as what they can be in the future as positive, but then also, um, not getting rid of negativity that you've done in the past. Like keep it, remind yourself, right? I was just
1: about to say that you're looking at it as like a learning experience. Exactly. So I
0: don't want to bury it, but I definitely don't want to see it every day.
1: Yeah, it's (laughs) true. I think a lot of people feel the same, but I think a lot of people too can learn from, you know, things that they've done in the past that Mm -hmm. might not necessarily be considered positive. And as long as you can like move forward with it and like take it as an experience to maybe be a more positive person and to not focus so much on being negative like I have found so much within like the last year or so like opening up my business that it's so much better to focus on positivity because Mm -hmm. when you're negative it just attracts more negativity so it's it's, and it's the exact same thing with positive people so you know for you example like you come into the shop and like you are just like a radiating positive person and I'm just excited to tattoo you and Katie because you guys are like very very fun people to be around and you just like to talk about fun stuff and Mm. you guys are just always, you always have like a really good air of positivity around you guys, which is well, wicked. You. And that's what I like about a good majority of my clients is that I deal with a lot of people that are very
0: positive, but you create that environment. I try. Right? I try to. And cause I know like I've been tattooed by quite a few people. Um, and I've never had really a bad experience, Mm -hmm. but I know my favorite times being tattooed is when the tattoo artist is excited about what they're doing as well, right? And so I think honesty is a huge part of what you do where if you don't want to tattoo it, you should probably just tell the person, hey, that's not my style or I'm not interested in that um, or I'm not in love with that because part of the passion and the love that you put into that is going to translate to the final product of what you're doing, Oh, for sure, for sure. So I... I, that's one thing I really appreciate about your place and you as an artist is, you know, like I've n- I don't think there's ever been a time when you'd be like, dude, that's stupid. Let's not do that. no I would Not, not yet. No. I'm sure there's no, going to no, be no. a point in time where you're like, okay, <laughs> I don't know a butterfly on fire. I don't, <laughs> I don't think I want to do that, but I, I think it's, it's great when you're like jazzed about something you let us know. And that makes you feel better about the experience. And yep. I, I've, I've been really stoked thus far. I, Probably have I don't know six pieces now. Yeah,
1: something like that. Something like that? Yep.
0: I don't count. I think once you get past filling one orifice of your body. You stop counting.
1: <laughs> you totally stop counting. Not
0: orifice Not extremity. An orifice, you know, Not you know. orifice. You don't want to fill orifices. Maybe if you
1: fill up the rest of your body, maybe <laughs> one day.
0: Extremities. <laughs> That's what I should have said. So I apologize. You have just no, left it in there. no belly buttons, <laughs> eye sockets or ear holes, so send all those to me. <laughs> there's other orifices but I'm not going to mention those
1: Um, no I think that it's really important too as an artist to um, as like a tattoo community I think that it's really nice to be able to um, comfortably send clients that maybe want something um, Mm -hmm. that might not be your style or you know that maybe you're not 100% like the person to rock this tattoo I think it's important to be able to send those people to people that you know are going to do like a top notch job and just Mm -hmm. like bang it out of the park Um, I do that all the time I don't do uh crazy realism pieces and I know a few people around here that do and they do a great job so I will I have I have absolutely no that's that's a fly (laughs) Um, I have no problem sending people um to other artists that I know are going to do a great job and um I think that I think that the tattoo community around here is becoming a lot closer knit and I think that that's really really good and more people are showing um their support within the community. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I think that's really good. That's a really yeah, good and thing.
0: That's a huge thing. I remember, I guess it would have been back in 2013. It's when, so not to confuse anyone listening, Katie is my girlfriend, but Katie Hollow is someone mm-hmm. I've been tattooed by a million times. She had taken me to NYX in Toronto, which is yep. a big tattoo convention that happens every year. Um, and I remember that experience being introduced to all different artists. And there's such a great community of people that are stoked about what they do and very, very different styles. Yes. Yep. Right? So I think that's really cool when mm-hmm. you're able to see uh, a community of people that are sharing what they love to do. Yep. Uh, and. Because of that, building the whole scene. Yeah, right? It's like definitely. the thing I want more than anything else. So, anyone who's opening a franchise, please open a Starbucks across the street from me. Yeah. You know, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. it's the best thing ever. If you've got, uh, you know, a lot of the, a lot, the same field, a lot of people doing this different things in the same field is actually very good for business. It's mm-hmm. not. Um, Bad competition is very good Oh, yeah, for sure, for
1: sure. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it keeps you on your toes, too, right? Like, there's been a lot of newer tattoo shops opening up in the area, and um, a lot of them are, like, one of them is definitely um, someone that I used to work with um, down the road, uh, uh, Seven Moons, like Misty. Yeah. And, like, it's so great watching people that you've worked with um, become successful in their own right, too. And I think that as long as we're able to all support each other and, like, A lot of us do that, like, um, showing our support, like, on Instagram and social media and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Um, We might not all see each other. um, But I think that that's really, really important to develop a good tattoo community. Um, And I also think that, uh, for me, personally, I like seeing these younger people come up. Um, I I also enjoy the fact that a lot of them are female as well. So, Mm -hmm. like, I'm really stoked to see that females are kind of really taking, like, the lead in tattooing. Absolutely. Um, But they're all coming up and they're all... They're all doing such amazing work, and I think that that is so awesome for them, and then also for me. I think that it really keeps you on your toes because you see people coming up that are coming up strong, and you're like, I gotta get on my game <laughs>
0: yeah, because I start stenciling, yeah, and sketching again. Yeah,
1: because yeah, you don't ever want to like become you know complacent to the point where you're like, I'm at the top of my game because that's when you stop trying. Absolutely. So it's really, really, I, I take a lot of positivity from it because seeing really awesome people being
0: surrounded by really awesome
1: people pushes you to do better yourself.
0: Hell so. yeah. Yeah, man. That's great. <laughs> that, and couldn't be more perfect timing. Cause this is, we're getting towards the end here. So that's probably going to be the wrap up of questions. Yeah, man. But where can people find what you do?
1: Um, so because I'm a private shop, I guess it's a little bit difficult to find me, but my Instagram is hand and dagger studio. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my personal contact is, uh, on Facebook. It's just under Carrie Warner. Um, mm-hmm. so people can message me there. And my email is, uh, hand underscore and underscore dagger at hotmail.com. Um, and yeah, just send me a message and let me know what you want and we'll go from there.
0: Heck Yeah, I love it. Well, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Everybody, you are listening to Above the Mug, a podcast that highlights positive people. And we're here to show you how in the frig you can live your life in a positive manner and do what you love for a living. It's pretty sweet. You can be successful with it. Maybe you'll make some money. Heck yeah. Maybe a lot of money. Maybe a lot. My name is Lucas Spinoza, (laughs) and I will see you guys next week. Hey, friend. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Above the Mug. For more episodes, check us out at AboveTheMug.com. Make sure to like, share, subscribe, review, comment, tag your friends. This way you're not the only person listening to this thing. We come up with a brand new podcast every Sunday at noon, so we'll see you next week on Above The Mug.